It's a beautiful song, isn't it? Who loves Emmanuel? Um, when I when I used to sing that song, I I loved it, but um, I loved the tune of it. But when I was particularly when I was a teenager, I used to sing it and think it was just some weird national folksy song about Israel, you know. And, and Israel meant nothing to a fourteen-year-old boy from Wanganui. You know what I'm saying? Hello? Yeah, you all out there? Um, if you know the story, it's really cool. Most of you who are Christians know that Emmanuel means God with us. But if you don't know the story, Emmanuel means God with us. And um, it was an old prophet named Isaiah who first used that name. He was the guy that used it for a situation that was happening 700 years before Jesus came along. So it was for like a temporary, not a temporary, an immediate situation that the nation of Israel was facing right there and then. And so he brought this word. The thing with old words from the from prophets in the Old Testament was they had a, a near fulfillment and then they had a far fulfillment. So he, nobody at that time would have been thinking, you know, this, this guy's bringing a word and it's going to be fulfilled 700 years from now. They all thought it was just for, you know, for their future, their immediate future. A lot of us are looking at our situations now and are freaking out about our immediate situations, but we don't realize that God with us has got a big picture in mind. And he's got things in mind for you that you have no idea about yet. And therefore you can have hope in this God that is with us. The exile that it talks about wouldn't, wouldn't even happen for a hundred years. So it's like when you look at a God that that's big, he's macro and we are very micro. He's macro God, but we are micro because we only see what's here. The cool thing is that macro God became micro for us. He became micro for us. He came to us and he said, hey, I, I want to know what you guys are going through. I relate to you. I can feel what you feel. I, he, he's always been like that, actually. For centuries, everybody that believed in a God believed that God was distant. And, they were, and he was out there. In fact, even today, people that believe in any other God than ours, they either believe in a God that's distant or dead. But we can rejoice today because our God is neither dead nor distant. He is very alive and he is very close. Shane Willard did that amazing teaching at Shout, whoever was here at Shout Conference, the idea that, man, in Abraham's day, God was out there. He was the sun and the moon. And then when Moses brought the tabernacle and the temple system started, all of a sudden God was in a temple. When Jesus came, and we celebrate him now because God came to us in the flesh, well, there's another step to that. Now God is so close. When Jesus left, he said, but I'm giving you the Holy Spirit who can now live in us. God is over the centuries coming from back there closer and closer and closer. And now here he is, Emmanuel, God with us. It's so beautiful. When, when this prophet then said, actually, there's one coming from God who will be named Emmanuel, God with us, it would have blown everybody's paradigm because they didn't know that concept of a God being near to us. I wonder how many here tonight, if maybe you've never even heard of this Jesus, that you, you, your concept is of God being out there. And the whole reason we celebrate now is to let you know that Jesus can be right here. Oh, man. So um, how do we know that God is right here? 
because he interacts with us. He speaks to us. I spoke to him this morning, and he spoke back. And a lot of people hear that and think, you need some drugs, man. Because a lot of people hear that kind of stuff from Christians and think, well, surely that's just your imagination. You're imagining it. Well, you can have faith in God, or you can have faith in science and imagination and coincidence. But I know that when I prayed for Jesus to come into my life at 14 years old, I felt a tangible peace and a tangible presence that's never left me. And all the Christians are saying amen because you know the same. Let me tell you some stories. When I was 17, a guy prayed for me and told me that I would preach and see miracles. And for a 17-year-old guitar player from Whanganui, preaching and miracles was not on my bucket list. I I just wanted to be a rock star. You know, that's all I wanted to do. So, but here I am today preaching and I've seen a bunch of miracles. Could I have made that happen because the guy said it? Maybe if you're cynical or if you have faith in a God that's with us, maybe it's just true. When, when Libby and I were, um, uh, actually, the same guy prophesied about Libby. He said, in fact, the God has chosen the one who will walk, walk with you through life. She is a fair-skinned girl, he said, with an amazing gift of faith and of music and the ability to lead songs and singing. We had just met each other, but here she was on the side in our 30-something years later, 31 years, 32 years. It's coming up to 32 years. 32 years. 32 years later, here we are doing our thing. Coincidence that the guy happened to know? Or maybe we can have faith in a God that is with us. When we were engaged, we were working... um, in a place called Youth for Christ, and we needed some money. We were like living on support, and so we needed $85 for an alternator for our car and a pair of jeans. That's what we needed. That's our times were tough, man. We needed $85 for an alternator for the Holden and a, and a pair of jeans. Libby was doing the finance for that team at, at the time, and so she prayed. I mean, she was stressing out, Lord, we need this money, because uh, we were living, you know, cent by cent, day by day. And so she prayed for $85. Seems like a really small thing. But when she did the finances for that month for the team, she realized that she had underpaid us $85 that month. But no, actually not. It was $86.13, which was exactly to the cent the amount we needed for the postage to get the jeans from Auckland to Totem. $86.13. Small prayer to pray, but God is into the micro. Was it coincidence? Or is God with us? I've got more stories. Um, we have a friend who is also in ministry. All right, he's into the micro. We had a friend who was also in ministry. She, um, she walked into a Peter Alexander shop and looked at pajamas and thought, these are so nice. I'd really love a pair of Peter Alexander pajamas. But of course, and all the ladies are like, yes. Right? But they're really expensive. And so she couldn't justify the money. And so she left just thinking, Oh, well, you know, I guess I won't. Um, it was later on, I think like a week later, that they had church, and so she was in church doing her ministry, and a lady came in with a bag and came up to her. Now, this is a lady, she, she knew who she was, but it wasn't one that she'd had lots of conversations with or even that much of a relationship with. But she walked in with a bag, and she gave it to her with tears in her eyes. And she said, no, I had gone um, gift shopping, and God told me to buy these. And then, um, and, but I didn't know who for. 
And then I came to church this morning and I felt, no, I need to take them to church this morning. And so she came, she brought them to church. When she walked in, she saw our friend and said, that's who it's for. Then she went and gave it to her. And of course, the friend opened it. And what was it? Peter Alexander Pajamas. Coincidence. You can have faith in coincidence or you can have faith in a God that is with us. You know? We had another friend in ministry who was in England visiting her mum. While she was there, COVID was starting to happen. And so the Australian border had closed. And so she was thinking, oh, no, is, uh, am I going to have to do something here? Is it going to affect my time here? Didn't seem like too much of an emergency, but she felt a strong urge inside. How many Christians have felt that little strong urge inside from the Holy Spirit, from a God that is with us to know you, you need to catch a flight and you need to catch a flight now. And so she, she was there visiting her mum and, and she thought, oh, when she inquired, there were two flights, a later one and an earlier one. She went to go on the, on the later one, but her mum herself said, no, you should take the earlier one. Just as well, because when she took that flight, that was the last flight that was to leave England before everybody closed their borders. And she would have been stuck there for months. Coincidence? Or a God that is with us? Here's another story. Maybe you can relate to this. Another friend of ours who's been through a really tough year. And this is where God is really into the micro. A really tough year. I mean, grief upon grief, trial upon trial. When you go through stuff like that, and I know some of you can relate, you go through dark nights when you're questioning, you know, where is this God that is with us? Emmanuel, God with us. But sometimes in the middle of dark times, where is he? You're like, where are you? And why am I going through this stuff? I know I'm not the only one to go through nights like that. Our friend was going through that as well. At the end of the kind of year, and she was leaving to go on to Christmas holiday, she got approached by an eight-year-old girl who had felt that she needed to give her this um, gift. And um, she had gone specifically with a picture in her head to buy a card her mum had said, no, I, I, you know, do you want to draw a picture? And she said, no, I've got a picture in my head. I need to go and find this card. And so she found the card and then she wrote in it and gave it to her friend. The picture on the card when she gave it to her was of a girl, this is an eight-year-old, a girl on a bike, riding a bike on a tightrope, balancing. And inside the basket, there was a basket there, there were some um, flowers, but in front of it, there were three hearts which the eight-year-old girl said, this is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The implication was this picture captured the very feeling that she had been going through all year. I'm just, I can just make it through. I'm just balancing. Am I even going to make it? And in the card she had written, God is a loving Father, and He can give you everything you need. You will not be in lack. Along with that card, the eight-year-old girl had given her like a hundred dollars. That kind of wisdom and that kind of love and expression from an eight-year-old girl, coincidence, or is God with us through the hard times as well? Final story, we've got a couple, couple um, in, our, in our church movement, actually a couple of good friends, and he's been through cancer lately, lymphoma. It was a real, real aggressive cancer. Um, it was growing like if, it was doubling in size every 25 hours so it was really massive and it was really really aggressive that kind of pain is like 
man, where are you, God? Especially for those that serve God. But this is the peace that we have. He had to go through so much um, medication in a short time. Um, he said at one stage he was, even, he was on morphine, and yet the pain was so intense he passed out from it. You know what I mean? That's like pain, pain. And then he'd wake back up into it again and, and go through that cycle. He said at times it was, they had to give him a lethal dose of this drug just so that it would work. But if they left it in him, it would kill him. So then they would have to acid flush it out. Those are some tough times. And so I asked them. I asked them both. He was about three kids, by the way. And so I asked them both because the mum was there looking, only a young mum, looking at you know, three kids thinking, am I going to be a solo mum here? Where is God in those times? So I asked them both. And you, you can't rely then on just, you know, God was this God that was prophesied by this ancient prophet 700 years ago. That doesn't cut it. Some preacher standing up here and just telling you stuff doesn't cut it either. It's not until you experience himself or him in you and with you that you know that he's real. And so when I asked these guys, the answer was like in sync. It was the peace and the presence of the Holy Spirit day by day. God is with us, my friends. The reason we celebrate Jesus now, and the reason that I love the words of that song when it goes into the chorus, rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God shall come to us. He shall come to you. You can rejoice because he's there. Listen, um, when Jesus was born, he, he was born with a price on his head. So he knows what it's like to go through hard times. At that time, some people came to worship him and some people wanted to kill him. That was pretty much his whole life. When he got to the end, he's on the cross. Some people believed in him and some people wanted him to die. Today you have a choice. The same Jesus is standing here. You can have faith in cynicism or in coincidence or science or fact. Or you can have faith in the stories that we've been telling you. That Christians around you have told you that he is very real and very alive and very present and very near. I don't know who's here. I'm looking around and thinking most people probably know him. But for the ones that don't, this is your opportunity to make that choice. Will you believe in a Jesus that is very close and very near? I'm going to pray in a minute, and I'd love us to pray together just to simply invite him into your life like I did at 14 years old. And I felt a presence. If, that's, if this resonates with you and you'd like to make that choice, then by all means, join me as we pray. But let's all bow our heads and pray. Thank you, Jesus, that you are very, very real. I thank you, Father, that you are not a distant God, but you are a close God. Thank you that you are so close that we can have you living on the inside of us. And so for anybody that has walked through dark times and needs to know that God is close, we pray now and we invite you into our lives. Jesus, we want you in our lives. God, we want you in our lives. We want to experience you not distant but near, not far away but close. Well, let's finish off by praying finally and just say thank you, Father, again for everything that you've done and that you, when you're in our lives, you are very close and we can rejoice that you are near. We can rejoice that Jesus was born, 
that there is hope, there is future, there is destiny for us. And we thank you together in Jesus' name. Amen.